You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, a crossover edition of Locked On Auburn and Locked On Razorbacks. I'm Zach Blackerby. John Neighbors, the GOAT himself, host of Locked On Razorbacks. How are you, man? Well, that's the first time I've ever been called a goat. Uh, so, but now I'm doing great because I got the great, best compliment of the day now. So I'm doing great now, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Really excited about this matchup between the Auburn Tigers and the Arkansas Razorbacks. And it, it's kind of interesting because I didn't realize this until I hopped on your show, your radio show, and then I did a few other interviews with Arkansas Media. And it's just funny. The Auburn perspective of this is... I don't know. I don't want to speak on behalf of all Auburn fans, John, but I had kind of moved on from the controversial backward spike from a year ago. I just kind of forgot about it. Maybe that's ignorance on my part. And that's literally like, of the questions I get asked, it's like the first two or three every single time. It's like, how are you doing, Zach? And then, yeah, thoughts on the backward spike. It's like, wow. So, yeah, Arkansas folks aren't over this. We, as Raise Your Back fans here in the state of Arkansas, we never forget, like, ever <laughs> sure. anything. People still talk about the 2009 Arkansas-Florida football game where Tim Tebow and the officials really screwed over Arkansas. Uh-huh. People remember the 2012 College World Series where South Carolina got all the calls from umpire Perry Costello with his terrible strike zone. We don't forget here. Nice. So, you know, it's it's been a year People are going to continue to talk about this 10 years from now. Like, it's just always going to be something that gets mentioned. That's just the way Razorback fans roll. Right, right. So, the whole revenge game thing. I know Pittman said it wasn't, but that's not true, right? I don't think so. I, I think it is true. I think it yeah. is, like, like you can you can sit there and you can sugarcoat it however you want. But let's be honest. Like, the players want this one. They felt like, especially going on the road last year, especially facing their old head coach, Chad Morris, Mm. they wanted that game so bad. And the fact that it was, if I'm just remembering correctly, Auburn got up pretty good, a few possessions there at the beginning of the game. And then Felipe Franks, I think, threw four touchdown passes, got them back into business there. And Mm -hmm. uh, we all know what happened at the the controversial ending of the call. So. You know, they can say it's not revenge, but come on, man. Let's be honest. We're, we're just between us. We know. We know that there's going to be an extra little sizzle to this from the Arkansas perspective, at least, because they want to make up for that game that they felt like they should have won last year. John, before we jump into the nuts and bolts of this matchup, I need to humble myself a little bit, and I, I need to apologize to you. Okay. Is that okay? Can I apologize? Just I, I like apologies. Apologies are good. So you came on the show after Auburn hired Chad Morris. And you just dogged the dude. You dogged him. And I, I remember listeners reaching out and and um, Pappas was my, Michael Pappas was my co-host at the time. And we got done with that. And I'm just like, this guy's so wrong. This guy is so wrong on Chad Morris. Like, he's just mad. Arkansas is just mad that he's gone. And it just didn't work. Boy, you were spot on, my friend. And I apologize for thinking that. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, is like, I I get that. And I understand from your perspective and from Auburn fans perspective at that time, even like I can get why you're like excited about the guy because it was kind of in the same light of why Razorback fans were excited about because like, hey, this guy, man, he was the offense coordinator at Clemson when they had an offense going and he was able to do some things at SMU where he had a 
3,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and a 1,000-yard wide receiver in the same season. Like, it looked like there was at least some spark there that maybe it could work out. But it's like when you covered the guy for two seasons, well, less than two seasons because sure. he was fired. He, he didn't quite make it. Right? You, yeah, you just knew. You're like, this dude, this dude has no idea what he's doing. And I honestly thought, like, at Auburn, maybe that could be something to where he's better off as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, right. it's just not head coaching material. But, jeez. Yeah, when I, 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 I know myself and many Razorback fans reveled in the fact that Auburn fans were so pissed off. They're like, what is this offense? What are we doing here? And I was like, that's the guy you guys wanted. That's the yeah, guy you guys no, we, we were stoked to get him. Yeah, no, that definitely didn't work out. All right, let's talk about Saturday. So, yeah. um, obviously, obviously, it being in Fayetteville matters, I think. Um, the fact that it's 11 o'clock game... Uh, do you think uh, do you think the Fayetteville faithful will still be hype and energetic going into this one? Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, they got back to back losses, and it's kind of weird because both losses were so different. Like right. the Georgia game, I, I mean, from the get go, they were just they got shell shocked. And uh, kudos to Georgia and their fans. Like they showed up at eleven a.m. That was the loudest stadium I've ever been in, really? and I've been to a lot. And that was it was loud. So give them a lot of credit there. And then, of course, the Ole Miss games, you know, how crazy that was. Arkansas was just a two-point conversion away from winning it. Like, they went for it all, and uh, it didn't work out. So fans are still pumped, man. They're pumped here, and they they think – they see that Sam Pittman is – they're getting things going the right direction. Like, they're being competitive. And Auburn looks like a winnable game to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And uh, Arkansas has not beaten them since 2015. It's been a long time. So – I think fans are excited just in the fact that it's a home game. Uh, you know, KJ Jefferson and his performance over the weekend got people excited. Sure. You know, people are just feeling good about it. Like they're feeling good about the, the the possibility of beating Auburn. And I don't know how your listeners or Auburn fans feel like as far as this game goes, but uh, Arkansas fans will be very disappointed if they lose. I don't know if Auburn fans will feel the same way, but Razorback fans are walking tall right now. Yeah, I think most Auburn folks are pretty confident going into this game. I think Auburn loses by a few points. I think I think Arkansas has the edge. I mean, there's a lot of things, in my opinion, that point to Arkansas's favor. But this is a pretty big game for both teams, right? I, and I've talked about this before. I'm sure you've talked about it on Locked on Razorbacks. But you got Bama in the West. But now that A&M has kind of fallen, and we'll see what happens now that they beat Alabama. But you've got A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Auburn that are kind of fighting for that number two spot. And what happens Saturday is a big, big part of that. Arkansas losing to Ole Miss hurts their chances a little bit because, you know, Auburn gets its crack at Ole Miss after the bye week that's coming up. But this is a big deal. Like, this is a big game as far as, you know, the hierarchy of of the SEC West. Like, who, who has the opportunity to chase Alabama and kind of maybe make it a competitive race for the SEC West come November? Yeah, that's the big thing, dude, is because like Auburn, especially because the thing, the commonality that Auburn and Arkansas share is obviously they play in the SEC West, but yeah. they both play Georgia like that. Those are the two uh, teams from the West that Georgia plays this year. And Auburn's not beating Georgia. Like, I think Georgia's the best team in the country. No one's going to beat Auburn or, uh, or Georgia, Georgia, except right. for maybe Bama. But uh, so I just feel like there's that commonality between the two where it is a big deal because you, Arkansas fans are kind of looking at Auburn's like, all right. Let's bank on them are obviously losing to George already, but like let's bank on them maybe losing to an Ole Miss as well or mm -hmm. maybe losing to, uh, you know, Texas A&M, whatever it may be. 
and go from there and say like, okay, well then we'll feel pretty good about it and our chances. So that's where it's coming from is that people are saying, well, if we don't beat Auburn here, that's going to put us well behind the eight ball because now we're at one and three in conference play. Yeah. Uh, we still have LSU. We still have uh, Alabama. We still got Missouri and still got Mississippi state, which are winnable games, mind you. But the difference between two and two in conference play and one and three in conference play is huge. huge. It's drastic. It's, it's massive. Yeah. yeah. And so like, man, same for Auburn too. It's like, they already lost to Georgia and they know that they're probably going to lose to Alabama and they're going to have another crack at Ole Miss too. So maybe they can gain up some ground there. But mm -hmm. I honestly think, and you know, I know we're talking Arkansas and Auburn, but I think Ole Miss is going to lose multiple SEC games this year. I think that Arkansas in the matchup was just it, like, it was a back and forth. I think Ole Miss is going to run into some defenses. They'll be able to slow them down a little bit more. So I think Arkansas and Auburn is going to come down to them too as far as who finishes second in the West. Sure. And regardless of who wins this game, I think we both agree it should be a close game on Saturday. Both fan bases are going to be sweating it out. And boy, uh, John, tell folks um, tell folks exactly you know the, the product that can maybe help with them sweating it out. Yeah, luckily you have a product <laughs> called Sweat Block, That's and right. it is phenomenal for those reasons too. Listen, I know it's starting to get colder outside, but – it's still like here in Fayetteville. It's going the sun's going to come out after the morning, and you're going to start sweating at the tailgates mm -hmm. afterwards. And people take pictures. You know, they want to remember the time that they tailgated. You don't want to be that guy that's all sweaty, especially with all the you know moisture spots on your shirt. And then when people see the pictures get posted on Instagram, like, ooh, who's that guy? Gross. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, it's gross. So sweat block is where it's at for you. It's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirant. You can simply apply it even the night before. And then when you wake up in the morning, you can wash and you move on with your next day without any sweat. Guaranteed. It's too good to be true to some, but this is the real thing. I've tried it myself. It works out. I know Zach has tried it as well. It's the real deal. Holy field. So if you or someone you love is dealing with the sweating problem, sweat block is where it's at. You can get it today for 20% off right now at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on. That's 20% off at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on. Or you can also get it at Amazon and CVS. So be sure to check out Sweat Block to help you fight the sweat and get rid of those wet spots on your shirt throughout the football season. John, a question that uh, that has come up a lot, and we talked about it briefly when I hopped on your radio show earlier in the week, but the strength versus strength matchup of this, Auburn's, uh, Auburn's run defense versus Arkansas's running game. I think whoever comes out better in that matchup wins this football game. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I love watching. First off, I love watching Arkansas's rushing attack because it's not just one player. Yeah. Like KJ Jefferson, the quarterback, we know he can run. Rocket Sanders, a true freshman, he had 100, almost 150 yards last week against Ole Miss. He's phenomenal. They have another true freshman, AJ Green, that's like a track star. I mean, he's got all world. AJ speed. Green? They got the senior trailer. What's that? AJ oh, yeah. Green. As far as like I, every time I hear it, I like, think of George's AJ Green. Right. But, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's number zero. You can't miss him. But sure. between that and Traylon Smith, uh, a senior running back, even Dominic Johnson, they got just five dudes that can run the ball effectively. But as much as I like KJ Jefferson's arm, he benefits a lot from having that rushing attack. And Auburn's mm -hmm. defensive front, especially against the rush, has been good this year. And Arkansas and going up against like a team like Texas A&M, for instance, they were able to find some spots here and there. But still, I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to that. I like Arkansas's chances, too, just because they're more multiple. But the problem is, is like Arkansas has an offensive lineman, Dalton Wagner, who's a starter, who had his finger pretty much removed and had it to be replaced. Wow. That's all we know. I, I don't know if it actually was torn off the skin, but 
his finger was out and they couldn't get it back in. That's what we know. So he may be out for a significant period Dang. of time. So that's going to be hurtful. Uh, but I, I'm agreeing with you, dude. This is going to be about who's more physical between the Arkansas offense and the or Auburn defense. And uh, after that, it's just going to be whoever has the edge there probably gets the dub. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten in trouble for saying this before, but statistically, Auburn's rush defense looks really good. But when you look at the teams they've played, they started things out with Akron and Alabama State. So, you know, they, they should be good against those teams. And then Penn State, though they're a top 10 team, they're still having trouble running the football. So, like, you know, how, how valid is that information? And then they struggled at home against Georgia State. That was almost a really big upset. And then they took on LSU, and LSU still can't run the football. They can't run the football against anybody. So uh, then, they, then they take on Georgia, right? And Georgia, Georgia ran um, pretty much at will over the course, you know, especially in the second half. So I do kind of wonder how legitimate that is when we talk about that being the, you know, a, an elite trait of this defense. And, I mean, this is going to be a huge weekend because I, I think we've seen Auburn play top-tier teams and we've seen them play, you know, bottom-tier teams. I don't think we've seen Auburn play a team that I think is in the same tier as them, like they're going to on Saturday. So that, to me, is something to look out for. Um, a lot of Auburn folks are talking about and pointing out um, KJ's... Um, turnovers and and picks do you think that's a concern i mean not really because really? if you look at his picks like two of them one of them was last week and it was at halftime and a hail mary like garbage no no brainer there and uh one of the other picks against texas was one of the most incredible plays you'll see by a defensive back so you know he, he does he take care of the ball perfectly no sure. but his interceptions this year you can't just look at it and see the number and be like oh they're, like there's there's exceptions to him and he doesn't he's not making bad passes he's not making bad reads it's just either you know something gets tipped or a great play by the defensive back so i don't think that's a factor Ar honestly arkansas has done a really good job of taking care of the football which mm -hmm. you know knock on wood and that's really what's helped them but yeah you know they uh they, they got to be able to have kj protect not not turn the ball over because auburn auburn's too good of a team where if you give them opportunities they're gonna they're gonna hammer it home and and that includes like three and outs. Like I know that those aren't technically right. turnovers by the thing, but those are big two that Arkansas struggled with a lot this year as well. Who do you think is the better quarterback for Saturday's game? KJ Jefferson. Really? You said it quick. Like, you didn't I'm, even hesitate. Yeah. I, 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 like, is it is it even a question? Like, and I'm I'm being honest about. This. I think it like, is. I a don't want to say any. Yeah. I think yeah, it is. Like, I think it is a question. I, like, yeah. Like Bo Nix, man. Just I I don't I don't I don't see it. I I don't get it. I mean, he's fine, but honestly. I feel like he should be better than what he is, if that makes sense. Like, I do I like agree that he talent. should be better, I, but, you know, yeah. his receivers are bad. Auburn's receivers yeah. are not very good. PFF said seven drops against Georgia. If you take out those drops, take out his throwaway, it's his completion percentage was 82% against Georgia. Um, but, you know, can you do that? You know, and, and there's this mm -hmm. weird conversation happening throughout the Auburn fan base that Bo Nix doesn't throw. He's, like, throwing it too hard or something, which I think is interesting. <laughs> but um, regardless, mm -hmm. uh you know, I think KJ fits his offense better. Um, I don't think the strength of Bo Nix's game is his running game, and they don't tend to use that a whole lot as much as I thought that they would. That was more of a Malzahn thing. And so um, we saw it against LSU when he's running around like crazy. That's something that, that really, really kind of kept them in that game. But, I mean, quarterback play is obviously important, and whoever's better on Saturday may win it. 
Yeah, I was, I was actually uh, – I've watched a few highlights of uh, Auburn this year too, mm-hmm. some games that maybe I didn't get a chance to watch. and uh, But it's, it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of with you on the whole thing of like, you know, how was Bo Nix going to fit in with a Brian Harson right. type of team? And with KJ, though, because KJ wasn't recruited by Pittman or uh, Kendall Bryles either. He was a Chad mm-hmm. Morris player. So, you know, there's you could even say that both quarterbacks were recruited – uh, to come to their schools by different coaches, but I don't know. Yeah. It just with with KJ Jefferson, he's so good at he's big. He's six foot four, two hundred forty pounds, and he's got some speed on him. He's got over twelve hundred yards passing. He's got mm-hmm. over three hundred yards rushing on the year. Uh, he doesn't again. He doesn't turn the ball over too much. The only thing that I can say in my criticisms of KJ is there have been some times where he's missed the wide open dude, and I mean by because he throws it too hard. I like, and it's almost like some something like you're talking about with Bo Nix. I think that would be the only thing, though, is just he sometimes I think he like almost gets excited, you know, sure. that there's such a wide open receiver and doesn't want to short arm it. Uh, but that's probably the biggest, biggest criticism I would have of KJ. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, tell me about this Arkansas defense. It does not appear that they're good at stopping the run. Would you agree with that? Oh, see, that's that kind of like the same thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's tough to it's it's like this past game was so bad defensively for both teams. Sure. And what's funny is they ran the same type of defense. Even Lane Kiffin said that after last year's performance by Arkansas's defense, his team went towards what Barry Odom does at Arkansas, and apparently the matchup is a bad one because he saw nothing but points scored. The defense is good. Razorback defense is good. Okay. It's not incredible and at and actually i would even make the argument that uh against the run they've been okay against teams that are more finesse running power running teams though it it doesn't go well because they run a three-man front Mm -hmm. a lot in fact that's all they do and so if you have a power running game that just runs it right at guys that's problematic but if you go up against an offense that likes to cut it outside to like uh you know try to get the speed off the edge Arkansas does a really good job of that. So it, it just depends on the type of matchup that they have. But power running has been a big problem for them. Interesting. Interesting. So concern about defending Tank Bigsby or, or, or Jarquez Hunter, is that there? Or is it? are Arkansas folks pretty confident going into this? Oh, if that, it for sure is. I think that's what most people like. I've kind of been looking at saying, hey, if you're, they're gonna, if Arkansas is going to lose this game, it's going to be because of Tank Bigsby and, sure. and how good that they're running a game has been. Because, uh, I, I mean, and then again, I mean, this is arrogant, but. Razorback fans have not, they're not nervous about Bo Nix. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not, they're not looking at Bo Nix. Oh, man, we got to stop that guy. Yeah. Like there's, they're looking at Tank Bigsby in the rushing attack and they're like, we got to handle that. Uh, and also another thing too is that Jalen Catalan, the all preseason All American safety for Arkansas, has a broken hand. Mm. Uh, he's going to play, but he's very limited and he has not looked the same at all. So that's another factor into it as well. But I'm, if I'm Auburn, find a way to just do it with Bigsby. Do it with the rushing attack. If you have success there, do not stop. Because Arkansas, as much as I think the defense has improved, they struggle with that, and it's tough for them to make the adjustment too. Sure. Today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more uh, when you can just go to rockauto.com? And uh, they've got a really easy-to-use website. I know nothing about cars or automobiles. 
uh, but I was able to navigate it easily, figure out what I want. They give you different selections, different brands, and uh, yeah, you can save a ton of money instead of going to the car dealership or you know just your traditional chain storefront. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. This episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, where they're back and better than ever since football season's going on. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, John. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some score predictions. You cool with that? Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm thinking 28, 21, 28, 23 ish um, in favor of the Razorbacks on Saturday. You close to that? You way off of that? I know you think Arkansas is going to win it, but uh, what do you think it's going to look like? I think it's actually pretty spot on of where you're at. The really? only difference I would say is I think I think Arkansas is going to score in the 30s. I think it's going to okay. be something like 31, 23. I I, I could see that where. You know, like Arkansas kicks it. It's like 28-23. Arkansas kicks a field goal to get it to 31-23, and Auburn has to drive down the field but come up short. Like, I could totally see that being in this game. Uh, I would be surprised if either team scores over 35 points, but I would also be surprised if both offenses struggled mightily to make it be low scoring. So I feel like that's about ballpark. Yeah, I feel like that's probably where it's going to be. Yeah. Auburn has had a hard time reaching that 30 mark. Um against relevant teams. They did it in the non-conference, then they they played Penn State. They didn't get there, and they haven't gotten there since. And they've done that against, the, like, LSU. They they probably should have scored 30 points against LSU, but that wasn't, um, that wasn't how the chips fell. But I think that's a big deal. I think it's important. There is a big belief that they're just going to be able to move the football against Arkansas. And if what you say is true, that's going to be difficult than a lot of people are, are expecting it to be. And... I just don't think if if Arkansas scores thirty, I don't think Auburn has a chance in this game. Yeah, and it's kind of the vice versa thing too. Where if Auburn scores thirty, I don't I don't like Arkansas' chance of getting in a shootout mm-hmm. as we saw against Ole Miss. But uh, I think that I think that of course it's going to come down to the defensive reasons why. But here's the thing, man: if Auburn finds a way to score three touchdowns in the first half, okay, like if they if, at, at any point, and if they can find a way to do that they will probably win the game because that's not Arkansas's game, man. Like they, they like to slow play it out where the only team to score in the first quarter against Arkansas this year has been Georgia. Right. No other team has scored in the first quarter. So if Auburn gets off to a hot start, Arkansas is not really built that way to, I mean, not saying they're, they can't come back, but it'd be very difficult. So I feel like if Auburn has good success offensively at the get go, they may be in good shape, especially heading into halftime and making those adjustments. And it seems like the opening script that offensive coordinator Mike Bobo has put together has been productive. It's just, it doesn't always get in, but it usually gets three kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Three is not going to be enough to win this game. They're going to have to score and convert in the red zone. And so that's going to be something that's 
that I think is going to be tricky. What about special teams? Tell me about Arkansas special teams. God help us all. Like oh, they're yeah? so bad. Really? They're bad. It's it's <laughs> God, it's better than what it was last year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's so bad, man. It's like it, it's 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 worse than what it was last year. And yeah. there there have been times where it's been all right, but they got a punt blocked against Georgia that led to a touchdown. Cam Littles missed his last two field goals. He started off perfect and he's still fine, but you know, he missed his last two field goals. Kickoff is great when it goes out of the end zone, but if the guy returns it, then it's usually not been uh, very good. Okay. Uh, they can't figure out how to line up on punts. They get legal formations all the time. They get false starts going on. Uh, against Texas A&M, the tight end, didn't, Blake Kern didn't realize he needed to be on the field goal team, so they had to take a timeout because they only had 10 players out there. It's just been abysmal. So... If you're talking about who's got the advantage, I haven't even paid attention to Auburn special teams, but I swear to you that they are better than Arkansas. I think that's a strength for this Auburn team is special teams. Um, their kicker is very good. Anders Carlson, uh, they had a punter battle going into into the season. Uh, an, an Aussie punter, um, Oscar Chapman's kind of taken over that role, but they've got a they've got a punt block. They've got a, a field goal block. Both of those ran back for a touchdown, if I recall correctly, and so... Solid return game and both punt and kick return. So maybe there's a mismatch in Auburn's favor there. Maybe so. I don't know. It's not maybe. It is. Like, okay. There's not a team that Arkansas is going to face this year where the special teams are better on the Razorback side. And the thing is, it's like, I hate to be that way, but I'm just being real about it. Like, special teams Why have is been that? bad. I mean, Pittman's such a good coach. He seems to be, you know, pretty, pretty focused and have those guys tuned in. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, and they have a special teams coach because they didn't under Morris or Bielema, but they do now with Scott Fountain, who we brought from Georgia. So it's like, it seems like everything's Weird. good. Yeah. I, I wish I could explain it. The only thing I can come up with is I know depth's been a problem. Sure. But it, not with the problems they've had. I just think that you got guys that are having to play special teams as well as offense and defense so much that sometimes they just kind of put special teams behind, like in the backside of their mind. Like, okay. you know, Grant Morgan sometimes has to play up on, you know, like punt return or whatnot. And he may be like, well, I, this isn't my thing. I go tackle people, you know, it's like, so I think it's just been uh, a men just mental breakdowns more gotcha. than anything. It's just not enough em emphasis put on it. Gotcha. John, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it, man. How can folks, um, how can folks uh, on the Auburn side of it get uh, get a bunch of Arkansas content? Kind of get more information about Saturday. Yeah, just uh, head over to my Twitter account. Is usually where I tweet a bunch of nonsense that no one cares about, but yet they still like and retweet it anyways. But uh, it's at Buzz John Neighbors. You can check it out there. It's N A B O R S, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also check out the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Do it every single day, just like Zach for all your Razorback news and updates and everything. Also do a radio show, 103.7 The Buzz and Little Rock and statewide from 1 to 4 called Out of Bounds. So you can check that out as well. So, yeah, if you can't find me, that's on you. That's a you problem. That ain't me. Fair enough. And just real quick before uh, before I let you go, man, I know you're busy. The, uh, the Auburn folks listening that are traveling to Fayetteville, give me some food recommendations. Oh, that's easy. Uh, if Well, I guess it depends on what you're wanting. If you're in Fayetteville, if you want a great steak, Go to Doe's Steakhouse there on Dixon Street if you can get in. If okay. you want great barbecue, Wright's Barbecue, it's not in Fayetteville. It's in Johnson, close by. One of the best barbecue joints you'll ever have. It's okay. incredible. Get the brisket if you're there. Uh, if you're wanting uh, a burger, go to Hugo's. It's got a kind of a downtown square area. It's downstairs. 
iconic, been there forever. Okay. Be sure to check it out as well. But if you want just a great sports bar with cheap beer, great atmosphere, JJ's. Every single time, twice on Sunday, go to JJ's. The cheapest beers, the best food, and the coolest atmosphere around. Right there on Dixon Street. They got, a, they got, all, they got them all over Northwest Arkansas, so be sure to check that out too.